Welcome to The Stare Down, sports talk and real estate with Sean Carpenter of Coldwell Banker in Columbus, Ohio, Bill Rissa of Fidelity National Title in Tampa, Florida, and Todd Meininger of Cummins, Georgia. Listen in as they discuss the week in sports and toss in a pinch of real estate too. Now your hosts, Sean, Todd and Bill. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of our Stare Down. It's the weekly sports talk and real estate show amongst some friends, talking sports, and a little bit of real estate thrown in at the end. I'm Sean Carpenter in Columbus, Ohio, joined by my regular co-hosts, Bill Risser in St. Petersburg, Florida, and Todd Meininger in Cumming, Georgia. Guys, it was a great weekend. We're going to get to it in just a second, but let's see how you're both doing. Bill, what's going on in St. Pete? Not much. Uh, a lot of weather this weekend. Big thunderstorms blowing through and somehow squeezed around a golf in amongst them today. Uh, rained on us a little bit. I played uh, below average, but uh, still better than just about anything else I can do on a Sunday. So um, it was a lot of fun. Nice. How about you, Todd? Well, Bill, below average, you reminded me of my uh, GPA in high school and college. So <laughs> it just brings me way back. Um, Sean, tonight I'm happily drinking a um, Southern Brewing Company out of Athens, Georgia. It's an IPA, IP Hazy. It's a New England uh, Hazy style IPA. So good stuff. Um, Good weekend. Uh, not much going on than uh, lacrosse tryouts for my 15 going on 16 year old son. So he's trying to uh, play club ball in the uh, fall and summer. Um, the high school season is in spring. So this is kind of filling in. Um, so that took up a lot of my time, but uh, also got to watch a lot of uh, good sporting events. How about so, you, Sean? So that's why, that's why tryouts were on a Sunday. It wasn't school related tryouts. It was club related tryouts. Uh, correct. It was actually Saturday, Sunday. Um, it was an hour and a half Saturday, an hour today. Uh, but yeah, it is for a club team, uh, a local club team. Yes. Okay, good, good. Well, good luck to, to him. Now, is he trying to play up with older boys or is he playing at 15, 16 year old level? So great question. Um, last year he's in the class of 2021, right? So last year, uh, they had, had a 2021 team and they also had a U15 team, meaning if you're 15 or under, you can play. And so they took 14 and 50-year-olds combined. 2021 is only 15-year-olds. This year, they have a 2021A and 2021AA. Um, I guess the AA being the, the, more, uh, the better team. But I guess they're trying to keep kids in their same class, same age group. So as they move along in high school, they have experience playing together. Got it. Got it. Well, good luck to him. Absolutely. Thanks, man. No problem. So for me, it's a, it's a bachelor weekend. Uh, my son and I, Ryan, are, are home for the weekend. Uh, my wife, Rhonda, headed down to Columbia to see Riley and uh, get her all kind of settled into her sorority house. I helped her move in on, on Monday of this past week, and Rhonda went down this weekend. They had a little sorority event. They're both Delta Zeta sisters, so they uh, had a little, a little tea today, and so she's on her way home. And So it's just me and, me and the son. It was a fun day watching golf uh, with my son. So let's get ready to guys talk about what was a really fun day of golf, whether you tuned in early to the TBS coverage um, at, all the way up until a little bit after seven o'clock when Brooks Kepka knocked in the, the winning putt uh, a little bit prematurely before Adam Scott even finished. But I, I guess he just wanted to get it over with. Uh, wins his third of a uh, third major of his career. He's won four times, guys. He's won three majors. Not a bad mm -hmm. uh, percentage of, of major wins. Mm -hmm. uh, Bill, what would you think of – let's just start overall with what you think of the tournament, and then we'll kind of break down some of the stories that we saw along the way. Uh, 
I really enjoyed it. I, I got to watch a lot of it. I watched a lot on Friday, um, all day yesterday. I mean, it's, it was six hours or six and a half hours yesterday and another six hours today. I just mm. landed on the couch. Um, Penny the Beagle loved it because <laughs> she got lots of love. <laughs> she was, uh, you know, in my lap most of the, the time or alongside. Uh, but my take was this. First of all, I loved watching the course. Uh, the Bell Reeve was a lot of fun. I thought that, um, you know, the fairways seem to be kind of wider than you're used to seeing in a major championship, but there was penalties. The, the penalty was there if they hit it in the rough, it felt like, right? So, yeah. but if they hit it in the fairway, they could score and there, there's nothing they can do to um, stop the, I, I heard a great line about, you know, birdies multiply like gremlins when you add water and you mm. think about it, right? <laughs> because you couldn't get a gremlin wet, right? Because it would multiply. Same thing happens when you put water on those greens and the, when they can fire at them and there's no first big bounce, um, there were lots of birdies. So I'm okay with it. I liked it. I thought, I thought it was great. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I wonder why, and I, I wonder if it's because of the switch. I was going to ask you this question. I wonder if because of the switch to May next year, I don't think I heard Nance one, say, one time say Glory's last shot. Mm. Remember, that was yeah. the big thing for the PGA Championship because it was always the season ender. And I think mm -hmm. because it's not the season, it's not Glory's last shot. I think they said, hey, let's just cut that out this year since next year we're transitioning to – phasing the it second, out. Yeah. We're going to be the second major of the year, not the fourth. Um, but enjoyed the hell out of it. Love Gary McCord. Love the coverage. I mean, you've missed Ian Baker Finch, but I thought Emily – Trevor, you, you mentioned it, Sean. Trevor Immelman filled in uh, really well um, on the CBS side of things. Yeah, actually, that was Mark Immelman Mark on the rough, CBS yeah. side, and That's Trevor right. did the TBS side. That's right, yeah. So it was yeah. a lot of fun. I had a – yeah. So that, I'm, I'm rambling, but it was, it was everything you'd want a major to be. Exciting. Yeah. Uh, it, it had it all. It was great. Todd, what'd you think? So, uh, Bill, I think you hit it right in the nose, as, as usual, right? I think uh, I didn't realize that he didn't say his catchphrase, but I think you're right on. I think they're transitioning yeah. to – a different phase. So a couple things pop out. Um, so that's Brooks Kepka's third major in the last seven majors. That's, right. that's pretty impressive, right? He's, he owns a, a piece of history if he never does anything else again. Um, great demeanor, uh, whether you like him or not, just uh, a, a big guy who doesn't get too up, doesn't get too down. Um, seems to be very even killed. And Sean, you mentioned, um, his putt, his final, his, you know, final putt was kind of, you know, uh, ho-hum. I think what we forget is, is the reason that happened. Usually the, uh, his partner cleared the way and give him the, the final stage, but that putt to Adam Scott was really important. Uh, and I think um, he asked Adam, he's like, hey, what do you want? And I think Adam told him to, to clear it out because he really had to focus on whether he was going to be tied for second or solo third. Mm -hmm. uh, which is a huge money play. And it's also building a resume. It's, it's a big deal. Uh, obviously if you can't win it, you still want to do the best you can. So um, Bill, I see you. Yeah. I, I think, is there possible that maybe Adam Scott, because they, they were honoring uh, Jared Lyles who passed away. I wonder if, um, if there, if, if Kepka had enough presence of mind to say, let's save this last putt for, for Adam and what he's doing. Cause he really was a great friend of his. And so I, I don't know. I didn't hear um, um, Kepka, Kepka mention that in the post game interviews. But I don't think he would. Yeah, I don't think he would either. He, I don't think he would. So who knows? But it, it was interesting. I, I I hope that's right. I maybe I'm a little more cynical. I think it was probably more of a that putt meant more financially and and resume wise. But yeah. if it was meant that way, I think it fell flat. Um, I don't think anyone recognized it. I certainly didn't. 
Yeah. Um, and they interviewed Adam Scott after the match, and maybe um, uh, Amanda, I forget her last name, starts with the Balionis. Yeah, maybe uh, they pre-talked, and he said, don't bring it up. I was, I was hoping, as the, the guy who loves the, um, you know, the, the story behind the story, I was hoping he'd mention his friend, but she didn't even ask. And, and again, maybe that was cleared ahead of time. Maybe if he, if he makes the putt, maybe he does talk about it. But since he didn't make the putt, he doesn't. Maybe? But maybe. maybe. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Um, but yeah, I uh, saw Ricky did, did a nice tribute on Thursday. He wore that. Everyone had the uh, yellow uh, band on the back of their head, ribbon. Uh, he wore that shirt in honor of Jared Lyle. Um, speaking of Ricky, he came out on fire. And unfortunately for him, uh, no excuses, but I think his oblique injury ended up uh, ended up uh, maybe cost him a couple strokes. But the, the, the second story of the week, other than Brooks Kepka and Bill, I'm sure you'll get fired up, is it's got to be Tiger. Amazing, right? Unbelievable. Um, solo second. It's been 10 years since he won a major. Unbelievable performance. Um, great. Great to see, right? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, my, my overall thoughts on it, you know, all the – the critics, the sports commentators, the golf in, insiders, right? The Jeff Shacklefords and the and the Sobels and the and the guys that talk about golf every day. You know, they were all kind of poo-pooing Bell Reeve as just this, you know, Midwestern throwaway course, and it wasn't going to be fun, and the greens were going to suck, and and the fairways were too wide, and it was a bomber's paradise. But you had to work the ball right to left instead of left to right, like a lot of the other great courses. And I'll tell you what, man, I really enjoyed watching it. I, I got, you know, by Sunday, you got to know kind of the holes. You got to anticipate what was coming with 17 and with, with 13. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, the start was great. You know, one, two, three were just such fun birdie holes where the guys had nine irons in their, in their hands. Um, look, look, was it, was it the most memorable courses 10 years from now? No, but, but it, it got to be fun for the average, you know, viewer because the guys could cut the corners or not as we saw, I mean, we saw guys try and just, I mean, Tiger didn't hit a fairway till 10, yet he right. somehow had one of the best front nines you'll ever watch in your life. Oh, uh, oh, oh for seven hitting the fairways in the front nine, but he also had 10 putts in the front nine. Yeah. <laughs> no, he also only had <laughs> 10 putts. I mean, that's, that, that's, that's what the, I'm saying. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's yeah. the amazing thing. Unbelievable. Um, yeah. So I, I, I really liked the, the, the setup. I just thought the course played fun and you could sort of see the, the sideways holes and the holes that crisscross back and forth. So you could hear the, the, the roars coming and, um, you know, the, the, it, it was evident, though, that the guys on CBS, along with most of the fans in the world, no doubt about it, but it, the, the announcers were so pulling for Tiger. It was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think part of that was, I, I said to my brother on, on a text offline, when he said, boy, these guys really want Tiger to win, don't they? Um, I think there's probably something in it that when Tiger wins that next major, if it's on CBS, those are the highlights they're going to show for years. And so those are the property of CBS sports and, you know, uh, the call that you're going to hear, you know, I mean, no one is ever going to forget two calls from Tigers, you know, better than most, better than most. And that's Gary Koch, right. On on NBC. And then there's in your life, have you ever seen anything like that? And that's Vern Lundquist, you know, you know, I mean, those are two iconic, but those, that was my initial thing was the course I think wins. And I, I'm not a huge fan of TBS's coverage, but Trevor Immelman really stood out to me as, as a storyteller. I mean, he, he was very much like when Bobby Knight first started doing play-by-play in college basketball. He seen and, and Tony Romo on on uh, on football. He seemed to give me stuff I wanted to know about what the players were thinking, versus what you could already see on the TV. Um, you know, he gave me he gave some really good insights and 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 you know really kind of told some inside stories. I, I don't think that we hear from some of the other guys. Yeah, I, I really like Trevor talking about uh, the fact that none of those guys playing with Tiger the younger guys, the Kepka's on down in age, had no idea what it was like to play with Tiger. 
back in yeah. 2000, right? And he did. He had to go up against him and get whacked routinely. Uh, so it was fun to hear him talk about that, that uh, Tiger 1.0, you know? So. Yeah. Hey, uh, in all fairness, um, and Sean, it was TNT, not TBS, sister networks. Um, sorry, sorry. No, no, no. I'm just, and the reason I, I know is because I, I had a hard time finding the coverage until I finally figured out it was TNT. Um, I was checking Fox, Fox Sports 1, ESPN. Um, but Trevor Illman, you're right, was awesome. The only problem critique I had was scoring. They tend to, they missed mm. some scoring. Other than that, I thought the coverage was, was just fine. Um, so going back to Tiger, and you mentioned CBS, um, almost wanting or rooting for Tiger want to win. I think they were doing just a really good job of reporting what was going on. Uh, so think about it. Tiger shot a 64, the lowest round he's ever had at any major final round in his career, right? That's amazing. Mm -hmm. And the crowds were going nuts. I mean, you had people on 18 watching the monitors. You had people following them. So <clears throat> Cynic says, oh, you know, CBS wants Tiger to win. But I think they just did a really good job reporting on a guy that was killing the course on, the, on a Sunday and the crowd, the, the swelling and the energy of the crowd uh, supporting him and wanting him to succeed. So. You, I, you think about it. There is no way Kepka, Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, DJ, all those guys, none of those guys have ever heard that before. What they heard today – it, first of all, it's, it's a St. Louis crowd who doesn't get golf on a regular basis and they get a major. So that's huge. It's packed. That shot of Tiger walking over the bridge yeah. and cut back and show those people, that doesn't happen if Tiger's not in the tournament. Yeah. You know, if Kepka's walking across that bridge, there's no group of people like that, I'm telling you. Now, yeah. it's going to be big. But he, not that uh, big. Not he that transcends big. that sport. It yeah, is. he and does. I think, I think somebody said it, right? When, when he does, if, if he does pull off that win, it's po quite possibly the biggest comeback in sports, not just golf. Mm. So that's how big he is, right? So, um, yeah, it was really fun to watch. I, it's, it's funny. I, I just I had this feeling with Cindy, and I'm a big Tiger honk. I admit it. But I, I looked what? at her and I said, <laughs> I looked at her and I said, he was he was on 16, um, had uh, uh, 15 actually, and made the birdie. And I said, I don't think he's going to win. I think Kepka's going to stay out in front of him. But this is amazing, and there's no one in the world now who can say there's no way Tiger wins another major. That that's the one thing that comes out of this is if you there's it's it's insanity to try and say he'll never win another major now he's got everything it takes yeah uh, but yeah. but more so Bill even if he doesn't win a major he's 42 years old even if he doesn't he, he's relevant again after a major fall from grace yeah. after a major stumble it's been 10 years since he won a major in 2008 all three of us and I was on the not the biggest Tiger fan side. Bill, you're a Tiger fan. Sean, I'm not sure. Um, I always respected the guy, but if you'd have told me in 08 he was going to just obliterate Jack's record, I would have said, I'm yes. not taking that bet, right? Mm -hmm. So after all that happened in 2009 and even recently a year ago, um, you know, with the, 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 the driving incident, um, everyone, I think as Americans, people, you love a comeback story. And this well, they guy, like they like the fall from guy, grace too, right? You'll, you'll the fall, from grace. fall from grace. That's that's the weird. And the comeback. And this guy has more money. He can print money. There, he has no reason. He could have sailed off in the sunset. And I love that he has that competitive fire, and he wants to prove to himself, probably most, and everyone else, that he's still a viable golfer. Yeah. John, how about that post game interview where he says, "Oh, I want to be on the Ryder Cup team, not as a coach." Yeah, yeah. He I, wants to I love, what I really like is is, is seeing this in this Tiger 2.0. Just you know, he was 
and look, we know why he was this way because it got him to what to 14 majors. But I like to see his smile. I, I like to see yeah. him talking to his part, playing partners. I like to see him friendly with Amanda Balionis and with with the guys. And you know, yeah. um, you know, he, he calls him Sansy. You know, when when Steve Sands from the Golf Channel yeah. asks him questions, you know, and and he calls him Brooksy. And you know, he just he's he's just you know he's 42 playing with a bunch of 29 somethings, and he's hanging out in there. And 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 it's it's fun to see. And I think that's given him some. Thing, but you're right, guys. The fire that, that they brought. Now, man, one thing I I gave some credit to Bell Reeve. I want to give some credit to the fans. And, and this isn't a I'm not trying to make this about the Midwestern values because there was a bunch of guys yelling "hit in the hole" and stuff like that. But if if this was at Bethpage, oh. there would have been the most annoying, you know, schlobber knockers from from Long Island, you know, yelling mashed potatoes and gravy and you know easy, easy there because i might be in that crowd next year hey i, yeah. I put in for tickets for bell for uh, good good well you I'm elbow those guys when they scream right <laughs> i will i will but, hey, uh, hey sean uh kepka said and everyone said the crowds were were great and amazing and you can yeah. hear you can hear it. and bill going back to what bill said um he loved that tiger said i want to be on the right crap team i heard more than even maybe love tiger even more in 2.0 he said hey whether I'm on the team or not, I'll be there. Oh, yeah. He's coaching but, if he's not on the team. But I want to be on the team. So yeah. he's, he's being selfless. I mean, he's going to be in Paris. Nick, 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 Faldo, Nick Faldo called it. But I'll tell you what, uh, what we saw Kepka do down the stretch, um, Kepka, Kepka kind of becomes that player you put in the hat last to, to play that last match. Um, you know, what he's done in three majors now. Uh, you know, the beauty of that course compared to like uh, Aaron Hill's um, or Shinnecock is when the echoes of Tiger's roar start happening. It rattles through those trees and through the glens and across the creeks and the ponds. And in, at, at Shinnecock, it just goes up into the air. There's no, there's nothing to bounce off of. Right. And yeah. it's just, it was just awesome. I mean, you know, tell, you know, tell, tell me your take on uh, Sean, your take on um, Peter Costas was salty about the fact that nobody was following the last group multiple times. He had, you know, because he was following, he was, he was with Scott and uh, Kepka. But he kept saying things like, people are missing great golf, Pepe. I know they're up there with Tiger, but, you know, going on back here and it's a chip on Kepka's shoulder that everybody's following Tiger. I, 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 I disagree with that. I don't think Kepka's got a chip on his shoulder. I think, I think he's a very stoic um, level, even kind of a guy. I don't think mm-hmm. and maybe it's the way he was raised. Who knows, who knows exactly why. But I don't think there's a chip on his shoulder. In fact, there's some part of me that thinks, thank God, Tiger was at least two groups ahead. Because there was less of that stuff for him to deal with, and so he could just sure. do his business. I don't think, uh, it, but but Costas was trying to turn it into something a little bigger. And I, I'm like, yeah, I don't look, look, Bill, if there was, if there was, uh, you know, if there was, let's say, tw- if there was 25 people following Tiger's group and only 18 following Kupka's group, there was still 18 following his group. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like there was plenty of people watching. Um, yes. I, I, in in all fairness, I think. Um, Peter Costa was assigned to the last group, probably wanted to watch a more Tiger, but they were, <laughs> they were playing really good golf in the last group. Yeah. Oh, and, man, the, oh, yeah. And, and, and I think he may have been referring in the moment. I don't think uh, Kepka has a chip on his shoulder. I think just in the moment he's probably saying, God, there's a lot of roars up front, but these guys are really yeah. playing some good golf. Yeah. And, and, I, and Scott put himself in position to, uh, and he made some great putts to get there, and he just fell a little short. I tweeted an interview out, retweeted an interview from the PGA about, um, I don't know if you saw it yet, but it was Kepka's post-game interview. Yesterday. Think, no, today. Oh. Saying how much, how much fun it was to play with two of his childhood idols, yes. Tiger Woods and Adam Scott. 
Yeah. Adam Scott, wow. Yeah, yeah he, both of them. I mean, think about it because yeah. I, I don't know. You're, maybe you're too young, Todd. But no, you, watch, yeah. you watch Adam Scott swing, that's 2000 Tiger. Because mm-hmm. Adam Scott mimicked Tiger's swing yep. and has never left him. For 20 years, he's got the same swing. That's what Tiger used to look like. And so they were, they've always been connected in my mind, right? Because Scott was the guy who saw Woods from you know, what he did. He, he rebuilt that swing. Maybe it was even Hank Haney after he left Tiger to help him do it. But he built his swing to mimic Tiger's. And, uh, and obviously, Tiger's gone through a few since then. But for Kepka, who's 28, that means he was seven years old when Tiger won his first uh, major. <laughs> which means he's that kid, right? He's that kid. Like you talked about it, Sean, Ryan is watching Jordan Spieth and he's watching, you know, he was watching those guys when he was, you know, in, in junior high. Yeah. yeah but- that, that's something. Let me throw that in there. Uh, my son and his teammates, um, these guys, I mean, I have never seen a group of kids pull more for Tiger to win than, awesome. you know, and it was very much like, like, you know, Bill, like I, I can't even, I can't even like begin to tell you like, Rawlings Hall, freshman year, spring 1986. Oh. I'm watching the Masters by myself in the TV room in the dorm. Mm. And Nicholas makes the turn and starts making his little run, and I start gathering a couple people. And, and then before you know it, when Nicholas makes his eagle on 15, there's about 35 guys, some of which I've never met, even met, that, you know, almost a full year into the, into the year, freshman year. And people are asking me, like, what does this mean if he makes this putt? Like, what happened? And remember when Nicholas said to his son, Jackie, he said, a three would look pretty good here, right? Yep. Very, very historic. And he goes on to make the three and then, and then drops the five iron uh, three feet on, on 16. Um, and then the yes, sir, putt on 17 for, you know, his last birdie of the day. But then you started seeing Kite hit it in the, in the gallery on 18. You saw Seve chunk it in the water. All these things started happening where I – I was feeling that today. I was feeling like if, if Tiger can somehow get in the lead, that we were going to see some of those other players fall off, weren't you? Yeah, yeah I, I really did. I, I, uh, I love you bring that up because I, I think we talked about this. My dad passed away in 95, but one of my, my top memories is 86, sitting with my dad uh, mm. in the living room watching that, watching that uh, the Nicholas um, Sunday. Just amazing. And, and you're right. If, if the crowd would have, as loud as that crowd was, you could have ratcheted it up exponentially, probably if he'd have taken a lead somewhere. And that has to affect even a guy like Kepka. It has to affect him. And I look, I'm not going to, um, Kepka is an amazing player. What he's done is amazing. But what he's done is, is not totally unprecedented. I mean, um, you know, Jordan Spieth has uh, more major victories than Kepka, and he's much younger than Kepka, right? And Spieth's kind of disappeared since then, right? He had that run, right? Yeah. Yeah, and so, I, I, and so has, you know, um, so have other players. They've had these runs of greatness. Roy McIlroy's got four or five, yeah. and yeah. I haven't seen anything from him in two and a half, three years. So I'll, I'll, I'll reserve judgment on Kepka. I think he's a great story, but I don't know how long it lasts. Um, and that's, that could just be the, the guy in me hoping that the guy that ends Kepka's reign is another guy we know called Tiger. Bill, here's a couple stats. Uh, Tiger Woods had 23 putts in the last round. Wow. Um, that's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, listen to this stat. Hold on. Let me see if I can find it again. I was just looking at it. Um, where's it at? Uh, Tiger Woods over his last three rounds at Bell Reef, 66, 66, 64. His lowest across 54 holes of any major in his career by four shots. And, and, he, and he just went up against a guy who was better than him that day. Yeah, it happened or that week. Yeah. So let's let's roll through some of the other guys in the top ten. Tell me your thoughts. Uh, we talked about uh, obviously uh, Tiger and Adam Scott, uh, John Rahm, uh, and Stuart Sink uh, slide in and tie for fourth. Um, 
two guys that kind of, you know, Stewart played with Tiger yesterday uh, and had a, a, a good, uh, you know, obviously uh, was tied with Tiger at the end of the match. Uh, Rom just, just couldn't get anything going today. Played with Ricky Fowler, um, two young guns that obviously we think are going to be on the tour for a while. Uh, any, any thoughts on those guys? Stuart Sink, man, 45 years old. Um, T4 is pretty strong. Yeah. Todd? Um, yeah, I, I was watching Ricky, uh, and I think injuries got him. Um, Rom, so the Tiger effect, we saw a lot of Tiger, a lot of Kepka, <laughs> a lot of Scott, um, a lot of those guys. There's a, a bunch of top ten guys you didn't see much of. Um, and going back to what you said, Bill, um, you're asking me if I, you know, Adam Scott. Adam Scott's ten years younger than I am, right? Yeah. He's, only, he's 38 years old. And uh, – uh, Ryan's 16 or 17? What is he, Sean? Your, your son. 16. So when Jack won the Masters, I was 16. So if Tiger won today, it would be uh, a pretty much a, a parallel universe. Uh, yeah, that's so, great. Pretty wild. Yeah, wow. Interesting. Yeah, very, very interesting there. I, I didn't even think about that. Um, a couple other guys I want to bring up. Uh, boy, Bill. Uh, Thomas Peters. Boy, he for a guy that can hit the ball a long way who, who has, has, you know, played – very strong at, at um, was it Hazeltine yep. at the Ryder Cup two years ago. Um, boy, he had a chance, man. He stood on the 17th tee after going birdie, birdie, birdie on 14, 15, 16. Which at three um, of the toughest holes on the back nine, he birdied yeah. all three. And, and, and he, he just he absolutely, yeah, absolutely pounds him with his length um, and comes up to a, a reachable par five yep. and just, the just, Belgian, yeah. just goes just goes dead right into the into the creek and then they didn't even show it because it was probably such a bad shot then he kind of chunked it into the into the water again um and then missed a short putt for his bogey to to double bogey that hole um and and basically take himself out of contention francesco molinari uh you know plays very solid again for a t6 and let's talk about justin thomas because boy for a while there he was just lights out Uh, he got he got shane lowry i think uh, that, you know, oh, I really, yeah, I'm going to yeah. tell you, not just that one hole, but I think I just, as soon as I saw that pairing, I went, that's not a good pairing for Justin Thomas because he mm. needed to be with one of his uh, compadres, somebody he plays with all the time. Fowler. He's yeah. just a different guy, and he had that whole issue with a, a ruling on 16 where he made it. Nine like, minutes, right? Didn't he wait yeah, nine minutes? Justin's just waiting and waiting, and he ends up hitting a crappy chip and misses the putt. And Even worse, I think he brought the officials over to get a drop, and then he ended up not taking the drop and right. playing it as it late. Which is okay. Lot. He had to get a ruling. But but there was a long time in between to make that decision. Right? Yeah, when, when Amanda was talking to him afterwards, uh, he was very diplomatic, and he did the absolute God, right. God, the high road, yeah. He could have thrown him under the bus. Instead, he just said, you know, I just I don't know what happened those last five holes. I just let it get away, and, you know, I had a chance. And he just said all the right things, but I know deep down he's just going, F that guy, I don't want to play them anymore. Yeah, <laughs> listen, there's, there's, two, there's two three putts that I'll remember from this tournament um, that, will, that, you, that you go back and you say, what if? Uh, it's Saturday, Tigers Tiger annihilates a three-wood onto 17, yeah. 18 feet. Um, 17 the, feet, nine inches. The, the eagle doesn't, doesn't get him in the lead, but he gets him a stroke off, I believe, at the time. Yep. Um, and, and that would have been as electric of a – and he'd left everything short on the back nine. It was a complete different putting round yesterday. So that – and then he, you know, rolls it four feet past and then lips out on the comebacker. And then today, Justin Thomas hits Seven it foot. four feet on four, – four or five feet on, on nine – and you, you saw it, Bill. It hits like a bump as soon as it leaves his putter and goes yep. sideways. Yep. And then he just has a brain fart and, and yep. misses the comebacker. 
Um, and then he had another three putt later in the day. Yeah. Or not, it wasn't a three putt. He hit on the bunker, you know, where he – well, that was the shot that – you know, he, he pulls a 110-yard wedge into the bunker yeah. and then misses a, a comeback on that. And and so those two three-putts just, you know, because, boy, he bogeyed that hole, then he went birdie-birdie after hitting off the guy's head on 11. That was an unbelievable shot. Um, yep. Should have been the shot of the day when he hits it down the hill, yep. you know, under the tree and and it, and it makes that birdie. Those were two big, big, hole, big shots. Um, yeah, that, that he, he's, uh, he's going to be around for a while. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Jordan Spieth had a nice Sunday, but uh, couldn't just – a couple doubles and trip doubles. Couldn't yeah, couldn't put the week together. Roy McIlroy, a non-factor again. Yeah. Again. Ricky was average as grits today, right? Patrick yeah. Patrick Reed didn't make the cut. Bubba didn't make the cut. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, I tell you, Jordan Spieth, no. you know, he, he kind of surprisingly, you know, took that risky shot on 12 yesterday, hits the tree and goes out of bounds. Yeah. Um, and then kind of lost his cool and – um, just couldn't get it in the house, but you're right, Bill. He, you know, let me just throw this up at you. So in the history of golf, there's been 83 people that have won majors, mm. right? Bruce or Brooks Kepka is now in, tied for 29th with wow. three. Three. Okay. Yeah. Jordan, with three. Jordan um, has three, right? Jordan has three. Yeah. Rory is um, five. Yeah. Rory is at, um, Rory is it Mickelson five right is it five, and Rory's at four. Okay, four, okay, yeah, um, Rory's not one of the the Masters. Um, but you know what's surprising, Bill, about Tiger with with the second leading uh, number of majors, he doesn't lead any of the four in most wins. Hmm. Nicholas has the most Masters. Wow. Why? Um, uh, well, he's, he's he's. he's Would you he's, say that uh, speaks to his greatness? Uh, yeah, it's not a one-trick pony. No, I, don't think it's a, I don't think it's a knock. Yeah. It's weird, though, right? Yeah, yeah. It, is weird. it is. I'm, you know, he doesn't have as, as many U.S. Opens as uh, Ben Hogan and uh, Nicholas and Bobby Jones. He doesn't have as many British Opens, obviously, as Watson yeah. um, or Harry Varden, uh, and he doesn't have as many PGAs as a couple people, Nicholas Hagen. Um, so it's just interesting that that I, when I was looking at that, I was thinking, boy, that's interesting. I would have lost that bet. That's, a good, yeah. lot of, uh, That's a good trivia night bet, right? Yeah, he dominates a ton of individual PGA Tour events. You know. Sure, sure. <laughs> you know, uh, Mostly in Ohio, Bay, right? Bay Hill, eight, eight, Memorial. <laughs> yeah, eight, eight, uh, eight Bridgestones, or World Series of Golf, five Memorials, and six, six Bay, Bay Hills, Hills, I believe. Yeah. And, and funny, our, our champion, Brooks Kepka said, I get so much more focused in the majors. I wish I was focused on a regular Saturday like I am. Uh, kind of a self dig saying, yeah, you know, I should play better, but I just really get juiced up for the majors. So, yeah. So guys, I, you know, we'll turn our attention to the the playoffs. We'll start in a couple of weeks and we're going to start then narrowing down the Ryder cups. We'll start talking about that on, on future events. Yeah. But um, between the playoffs and then the Ryder cup over in France, it's going to be a interesting next, uh, next uh, seven, eight, eight, nine weeks um, heading into that. So anything else to tie a bow on the, uh, on the PGA? No, I'm just uh, bummed. Nothing till April. Yeah. I know well, the Ryder Cup's important, but I – Like I, I said, I think the playoffs are always fun. You know, I, yeah. I, I do enjoy watching that one in Boston where it's on Monday. You know, they play it on the Monday of Labor Day. Um, hey, it's hey, we, have, fun uh, we have Thanksgiving week, Tiger versus Phil head-to-head coming That's up. True. So. That's true. <laughs> That's, That's true. Come on, boys. Let's go. So, all right, let's, let's, let's talk a little bit. Um, uh, I want to talk baseball. Baseball has been um, 
we've kind of pushed it off the last couple of weeks because boy, some of the races are just, it's unbelievable. Red Sox sweep the Yankees last weekend. They're sitting on a nine and a half game lead. Uh, listen to this bill. How many games um, over 500 are they? 40 what? They are 50 games over 500. Oh my God. So yeah. I'm going to tell you something. It's pretty good, right? Back when I worked for the Padres, this is what you did. Like at, when you got 10 games over 500, you know, as a team, you, you, you pop some beer in the clubhouse. <laughs> you, get to, you get to 20, you know, it was, it was champagne. At 30, you won the division. It was over. 50. I mean, yeah. the record, I think the one, – 85 wins. 116 right in sight. I think that was the yeah, – I, I uh, think so. Something but Thank you for that perspective, Bill. That's amazing. Oh my God. Yeah. 50 wow. games over 500 is – Wow. Is, is, yeah, uh, and Bill, Bill, can I just tell you, um, guess how many games back the Baltimore Orioles are? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let me figure this I out. I know it. I know it because I'm looking. Only because I'm looking. 38. I would, I, I would, higher, 38. Bill. Higher. Higher. Higher, higher. higher, higher 40, Bill. 47. Higher, higher. Bill. Higher, higher, Is Bill. it in the 50s? No. Lower, Bill. Lower, oh, lower. Oh, my God. 40. Freeze at 49.5. Wow. They're 49 and a half games back. Wow. <laughs> They're the worst team in baseball. That was my homage to Card Sharks, by the way. Sorry. I, yeah, that was good. <laughs> or or uh, there was also a uh, – Price is right or something. <laughs> you know, it's funny. If you take out the American League East, you know, the Cleveland Indians with a 12-game uh, lead, uh, so they have a bigger lead because the division isn't as good. But right. the Kansas City Royals, the second-worst team in baseball, are, are only 31 games back. Oh, good, good. The, the Orioles are 49 and a half games back right now. So let's ask you a question. I think I know the – I think it's a clear-cut answer. No, it's not. Which is weirder, Boston being up? Uh, over 500 by 50 games or Baltimore being 49.5 games behind the division leader, which that's, is, that's a great question. I mean, that's, we can talk for days, man. Yeah, that, you, you can have that, a really crappy expansion <laughs> team that could do that with a hundred win team. Oh yeah, my God. You know I mean? I'm going to say it's the, it's being 50 games over 500 in August. That's, yeah. that's I think, I think that's a Carps Corner uh, post, right? Yeah, I mean, think about this. The Cubs are 67 wins right now, leading the – that's the most in the in the National League. Um, Astros have 73, uh, and but they're still 12 games behind the Red Sox. And and that's a solid division. Three t- uh, uh, let's see. The Yanke- are the Yankees in trouble? Uh, look, mm. look at the Oakland A's versus the Yankees for the wild card. Yeah. Right? yeah. If you yeah, right. get their stuff together, yeah. They've yeah got they're, three, they're up uh, four and a half. Yeah. There's four a chance teams. the Yankees don't make the playoffs. And yeah. here's, here's you, I saw this question. A lot of people, it was a Bleacher Report stupid video thing. Is the one game playoff for the two wildcard teams, is that considered making the playoffs? Or I say, are yes. you trying to play into the playoffs? Because uh, playing, playing game, playing game. I think game. it's a playing game. No, it's yeah. not, you don't make the playoffs. You can't say, if you lose that game, are you allowed to say, we made the playoffs last year? No, made a playing game. Yeah, so, Bill, <laughs> the only kink to your argument is um, there's only three teams uh, the Yankees are up by four and a half. Then one and a half behind Oakland is Seattle. And yeah. then Tampa Bay is 10 games back. So yeah. there, there's a big – so I hear you, but I think Yankees should be safe getting well, – I don't two, know because – Oh, I see what you're saying. Because but who's – how far back – who's in the Astros? Uh, the Astros are in the West, right? So I have Yankees, Oakland, Seattle, Tampa in the wild card race. Oh, that's it. Yeah. yeah but only two of the three make it. Exactly. Yeah, so – Tampa is the distant fourth, I guess is what I'm trying no, to no, say. No, no, but not all. there's not three teams that are going to make that wild Two card. of them will make it. So, And there's a good chance it could be Seattle and Oakland, and the Yankees are left out. Four and, and a half game, four and a half games up. We'll see. Uh, a game, you make up a game a week. That's the rule of thumb, and they got six weeks. Oh. So, six I, don't, I wouldn't say good chance. I'd say it's a possibility. Right. Okay. 
Don't forget Guys, those California a, Angels that lost a six and a half game lead in the last week of the season. I think. And the, the reason you're the reason you're you're dating yourself saying the California Angels. Let's just. Say I that. did. I'm sorry. You're right. <laughs> All right, guys, I want to talk really quick about NFL preseason, um, namely the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> did, you, did, you, did you see the story here? So Antonio Callaway, fourth-round draft pick out of Florida, uh, yeah. a much maligned, very talented receiver, but, but was kicked off Florida's team for some credit card uh, fraud. Um, just recently got in trouble before the Browns' season preseason opener. Yeah. Um, here's the headline. Hugh Jackson. Antonio Callaway played most of game as consequences of actions. So they basically punished him by making him play as much of the preseason game as possible. Um, quote, uh, I was trying to make him play the whole game if we could. I did not want him to get to come out, says Hugh Jackson. Um, that was part of the consequence of what he'd been through, and he knows it. That's what it was. Either you sit him or make him play. I thought it was better to make him play, Jackson said Sunday. Make him play as long as he could. There were a couple of times he kept waving to come out, and we said, no, stay in. <laughs> when was the last time you ever heard that? Um, I don't know. Is that, you think that's going to teach him a lesson? Is that what we're trying to do here? I don't know. It said, it said Jackson indicated Callaway likely suffered an injury in Thursday's game. So, um, you know, just – I think that's kind of brilliant, actually. I really do. <laughs> Because the stars just want to play one series gate week one and, and put their hat on. And, and that's, I think it's kind of brilliant. Yeah. So, you know, he, he did say after the game, uh, he was doing whatever he could to gain my coaches and teammates trust back. Uh, that won't happen again. So he said that before. Um, it, heard, it we've heard it. We've heard it. I, I'm sure it'll happen again, but hey, I thought Baker Mayfield looked good for a, you know, it's preseason football. So pump your brakes. Right. But um, big time pump. Em. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, you know, it's, the next couple of weeks, we'll start seeing some things. Uh, we'll start seeing college um, things um, uh, come out. Uh, what other stories are, are bumping around, guys, on your sports radar? Anything? I got, I got big, man. Big news. Uh oh. All right. What's up, Todd? Oh, it's it's back, isn't it? EPL's back. Yes, yes. <laughs> Opening weekend of EPL. Come on. So that's the uh, earliest we've gotten to the EPL ever on the stare down. I think at 36 minutes. <laughs> so opening weekend. Um uh not a lot of ties, which is interesting. But um yeah, so Arsenal lost to Man City, uh Leicester City lost to Man U. We can go on and on and on, but uh I think all of the newly promoted teams were defeated, um, but week one, there's, there's what, 35, 36 weeks ago. We're, we're good, but hey, we're I back have, and going. I have some EPL news for you, Todd. It's a little off the beaten track. Um, I was at Epcot Center this week. I'd never been there before. Have you ever been, Sean, to Epcot? Yes, I have. Yes. Todd, have you been to Epcot? Yeah, I lived in Orlando for many years. Okay. So yes, so, yes. In, in the England section of Epcot, right, where there's a Rosen Pub crown or a Rosenthorn Pub, mm-hmm. there's also a, a British sports shop where I very nearly bought a 2018 Man U jersey. I love it. <laughs> with I the Chevy, it. Chevy bow tie. But they had Liverpool uh, regalia there, as well as, you know, Tottenham and, you know, of course, Chelsea and Man City. But I was thinking of you as I saw the Liverpool stuff, you know, and I thought this is, I should get something for Todd. I didn't, but I will next time. I promise. It's, it's a thought that counts. So I'll geek out a little bit. Liverpool spent a ton of money in the off season. Like I want to say 240 million uh, in transfer. Oh my God. Oh my God. Um, uh, you guys can look it up, but they won. They, 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 uh, gosh, I'm, I'm drawing like who they play. Oh, they played West Ham and won four nothing. So Liverpool looks very good. And Arsenal is out as well. Without their manager, Arsene Wenger, 
22 years he was the skipper of their club. 20 of those 20 years, they, they finished top four. Only two years out of the top four. Wow. Guess which two years they finished out of the top four? The last two. The last two years, yes. Wow. <laughs> so, soccer, they'll, they'll sack a manager pretty quick. Well, he's um, done. He's out is what you're saying. He'll end up somewhere. Um, okay. It may not be. He, I, he, yeah, he's wow. out with Arsenal for sure. Wow. Um, they they uh, in May they made a uh, transition. Of course, Arsenal lost uh, two nothing to Man City. So um, they're zero one in the bottom of the table. Well, guys, our focus shifts next week. We start talking a little more football. Uh, a little more baseball rises to the to the forefront, um, and we'll see what else hits our our dockets. Let's let's finish up as we always do. Todd, tell me what you got coming up this week. Wow. Uh, hey, so good week coming up. Um, not Nothing really crazy other than uh, have to follow up on a lot of quotes and um, dot a lot of I's, cross a lot of T's, do a lot of uh, uh, grunt administrative work. But as we know, that leads to, uh, to good things. So I enjoy getting out and touching the customer. I feel like opportunities uh, come about that way. But uh, I've got to do uh, some stuff this week that Maybe doesn't uh, get me excited, but every, as long as it leads to sales, I'll be happy. So good, um, good week, good week in the head, Sean. Good. I, I should have said earlier, uh, Shea Brewer, our sometimes uh, fourth wheel, is uh, is off on assignment this week. He uh, he's got some uh, uh, obligations to take care of. So shout out to you, Shea, if you're still listening. Uh, but what do you got coming up this week? Tell me, uh, tell me who's going to be our guest on this week's real estate sessions, and where else you going to be across the state of Florida? So I get to. Uh, we have a couple of. Uh, all hands on deck escrow events for the, uh, for the Orlando region and for the Tampa region. So I'll be attending both of those. So one in Tampa, one in Orlando. Uh, And my guest for this Tuesday is a a CEO of a startup called Porched, P-O-R-C-H-D, Porched.com. It's an app as well. His name is Anand Bora, his wife, Amy. Uh, They've started this uh, uh, startup there. They're mostly investors in the real estate space and they basically created, you'll love this, Todd, basically created a hot or not for properties. So you can post your property on this site and then people can come on. They don't know where the property is and you don't know who they are, but they can tell you what they like or hate about your property. Keep it simple, right? Yeah. So there's just a really simple way that you could gather feedback if you're a listing agent, right, Sean? Or if you're an investor looking for people who have properties that need help, you know, then maybe you can go in and find a motivated seller. It was very interesting uh, take. So they're going to be the guests. We had Tiffany McQuaid last week. Did you like that episode? I did. She was... She was good. So that's, that's that. So that's my, uh, that's my week. It'll be um, traveling around a little bit. And uh, how about you? Bill, give me, give me a recap on you. You went to the Florida Association of Realtors Convention. Yeah, I uh, did. Over in Orlando. Did. And uh, you got to see Platon as a keynote speaker. It's fantastic, right? Oh my gosh. You saw him. Did he, was he at, at, at Emmon, Emmon. Yeah. New York or something? Yeah. No, Emmon, San Francisco last year. I missed it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a, I measure speakers, any speaker that can make you laugh and cry in the same presentation, sometimes within minutes of each other yep. um, was fantastic. Right. And the stories he told were just so uh, yeah. much like his photography, so much deeper than, than oh. what you see. Right. So yeah. Todd right. Platon's a very famous portrait photographer uh, and he's shot portraits of you name someone famous in the world and he's done a sit down with these people. And he, he showed these amazing, including like Putin and all the presidents, yeah, Putin, and the presidents, uh, Muhammad Ali, show uh, business and sports. And Bill Richard, has, right? Yeah, not, not yet. He's got <laughs> these amazing stories of, of each one of these people. It took, a, it was an hour that was just a, uh, 
really mesmerizing. So you're right. Uh, and then we, we had, uh, I thought it was great, uh, Sean, you go to a lot of state association events. Florida has 140,000 realtors in their, yeah. in their association. They're massive. Yeah. We have 36 in Ohio. Just give you a, yeah, a concept. Yeah. 40,000 in Arizona. That's what I knew. Um, but, but we, um, uh, we did a bar camp on Tuesday. It's a very, uh, they don't really bring people in for the bar camp. I know you do some bar camps around the country where they'll bring in some speakers to help, but it was all local people. Uh, nice. I, I got to help facilitate four out of five sessions. So it was really a lot of fun to get people talking. And then, you know, I always do my best to sit down. I make a joke of it at the beginning. Like my goal is to sit and not talk anymore. And, and we had a couple sessions where the, the crowd kind of took over and you had to monitor a couple of people that like to talk too much and otherwise, you know, kind of dominate. But but it was a lot of fun, and then uh, two two great days of sessions. So that was last week, and um, had a great time. And you know, it's my second uh, Florida State convention. I'm sure it'll be, it'll be a regular thing for me as long as I live here. So thanks for asking. You know, uh, but Sean made me think. He said uh, the speaker you're referring to. You can help me his name, but Platon. Yeah, a guy who makes me um, laugh and cry. Yeah, and totally. I went right back to Jimmy V's. Um, uh, speech the, the speech yeah the speech i'm not even yeah. going to don't goes, give up don't ever give up right he goes if you can do three things every day if you yeah. can laugh think laugh and cry you've had a good day so that totally reminded me of the speaker sean was referring to yeah yeah exactly and, and i bet he makes you think so jimmy v uh, you know he'd be proud yeah. good yeah. tribute there good call Guys, for me, it's a, it's a, it's kind of the kickoff of the fall speaking season. I head over uh, on. I have a closing tomorrow uh, with a with a very, you know, been a very um, rewarding uh, transaction. Uh, First timer. Family. First timer? Well, no, it's a family of people that lost their father, and we helped them sell their his condo. Oh, that's, uh, that's so tough. Yeah. she's been very. Uh, uh, it's been very nice to help her along and answer her questions. And you know, she she's the executor for her three siblings. Um, so just making sure everything's been done right. And she's been very um, relieved at how the process has gone pretty smoothly and, and tip of the cap to, to the co-op on the other side, who's actually representing his parents who are buying the condo. Um, so it's been a nice transaction. So that's tomorrow. Uh, and then a little golf outing with my brother uh, uh, for, for the local um, Mortgage Bankers Association golf outing. Then I head over to Nima Cole and Woodlands outside of Pittsburgh for the Cole Banker Top Agent event, uh, where I'll be the keynote speaker and facilitating uh, a panel discussion. Um, and then I get home next Friday and I fly out to Montana to, to see my mom and end her summer vacation. So we're going to nice. Glacier National Park, get up into Canada and, uh, and then fly back. So we'll talk offline guys about next week's episode, but it should be a good week. So on behalf of Todd and Bill, I'm Sean Carpenter. And as always, guys, thanks for listening to the Stare Down.